Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit. In my continuing quest as a multi-potentialite, I also talk about teaching the teachers over at Facilitate with Impact. And now I'm the host of a new podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. Hey there, it's Kate. All right, so I wanted to bring a topic to today's podcast that has been on my mind lately, and it's one that I confess I'm a little bit a little bit hesitant to bring up. It's, uh, you know, it's the fear thing, the fear that people will take one thing I say and extrapolate that to mean everything about me. It's the fear that my opinion will change and then there will be like this podcast (laughs) floating out there (laughs) that I can't really, I mean, it would be kind of complicated to re-record. And it is the fear that... I guess that I'll be seen as being too harsh, too angry, too mean if I say this. But here we go. Here's what I think. I think a lot of us could do well to be tougher. There we go. That might not seem so earth shattering. You might already be thinking that was what this was all about. Yeah, that's what this is all about. It's this thing that I kind of feel like... No, I don't kind of. I, I, I mostly feel like, pretty often feel like, uh, we don't address in our society. And so in talking to you today on this podcast, my aim is for all of us to look at where it is that, in essence, we cop out on ourselves. And also to talk about being tougher as something that's about resilience, not about something that's about beating yourself up to try to be tougher. I don't actually think that works. I'm talking about something that incorporates character and accountability and integrity. And I don't think that this means that you have to be unkind. So here we go. These are my thoughts on how pretty much everybody could do with being a little bit tougher with themselves. And because I think that teachers should always reveal their bias and there's a sense in which I teach about courage and I'm teaching about this idea that I think we could all be a little tougher or it could be construed that way in this podcast, I want to reveal my bias, which is that this is a nuanced concept. It's not like I've got being tougher all figured out and there's either you're being tougher or you're not. I would actually say that one of my failings is that sometimes I go too far with being tougher. Sometimes I need to pull off the gas pedal a little bit with how tough I am. But what I'm really going to be speaking to in this podcast today is about how you can get a little bit tougher with yourself, why I think it'll be helpful, and I think that you're you're always going to be going, okay, do I need to push it a little more, lean in a little more, do I need to ease up a little more? This is a nuanced kind of a thing, and I think that if you really look at being tougher, 
there are some pretty incredible benefits. So here we go. All right, first, what I don't mean when I'm talking about being tougher. I'm not talking about being emotionless. I'm not talking about being callous. I'm not talking about you don't feel feelings and you just can kind of get through anything without really going into feeling. When I'm talking about being tougher, I am not talking about being hard on yourself or being unkind to yourself. I am not talking about tough love where you tell yourself to just get over it and move on. And, and you know, I'm not talking about being a taskmaster who only ever gets stuff done. I am not talking about being unkind. I am not talking about rigidity. I'm talking about really, I think, a kind of very wise warrior getting down to brass tacks and just being really, really real with yourself on another level. And when I say being really, really real with yourself, what I mean is you don't shy away. Being tougher is you don't shy away from looking at the very real factors that are contributing to or detracting from your happiness or your unhappiness. You look at the very real factors that are impacting your wellness. You don't make excuses and Oh, it's so hard for me to say that from the place of what I really endeavor to be, which is, is coming from a place of just unconditional positive regard. That's, that's Carl Rogers for you. Unconditional positive regard is what I, what I want to bring, but I don't think that being tougher, being stronger, being more resilient in your life necessarily negates unconditional positive regard. Everything is nuance. Man, if I had a billboard <laughs> that I could just put a message for the universe on or the planet on that billboard, it might be everything is nuance because there's this thing that I see happening in self-help. And this is part of why I'm speaking out about this. And I think, I mean, I've seen it in coaches. I've seen it in a couple different ways where it's like, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And it's like, well, everything requires nuance because I've met some people who have lived by that mantra and they're not reliable people because as soon as something doesn't feel good, they're like, yeah, I just can't really like, I just have to like, you know, take some space for myself. And, and like, <sighs> I, it's not that I don't want someone who's struggling with something to not have space to take for themselves we all sometimes disappoint others. We all sometimes don't follow through. I'm not talking about a binary, really. I'm not talking about there are people over here who are the tough ones who always follow through and are always accountable. And I'm one of those people and I'm just so above everybody else. And then there are the other people who like flake out. I'm not talking about that. It is nuanced. I'm saying that there is a way in which I see people using Hardship, anxiety, sadness, grief, challenges, or the times when inevitably in any process something isn't fun as the reason to stop moving in the direction of what they truly want. 
it's like the the message of capitalist consumerism that if you just buy this thing your life is forever after perfect or the the movies with the wrapped up nice neat endings it's as if those have collectively infiltrated our psyche to a degree where we really think that if something gets really hard that's like a sign from the universe that it's not meant to be anymore and again, this, this requires nuance because I've definitely met people who, when the going gets tough, they keep going and going and going and lashing themselves with this horrible whip of perfectionism and keep trying and never give up. And, and it is all nuance. And one of the things that will make this idea that I'm proposing in this podcast episode about where you could look at your life and decide to be tougher. One of the things that will actually make this a useful idea for you will be for you to first do a little inventory. Are you always pushing, 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 pushing? And are you always pushing, by the way, in the wrong places? That can happen too. Or are you somebody who, like, man, you back off really easily. You get the slightest whiff of criticism and you think, oh, oh gosh, I'm upsetting them. I can't do that. Or at, at the first sign of a tech failure, as you're trying to set up your new website, you're like, I just couldn't do it. I just, it was too stressful or whatever the things are. I'm proposing all of this as your your fellow human being riding this ride, doing this life thing. And I'm proposing that together, maybe we can make ourselves a little stronger and a little bit tougher. And then everybody wins. Now, if I had listened to this years ago, I would have probably said, I don't want to get tougher. I want to get softer because life feels really hard and the last thing that I need is more tough. I need soft. And that is where I keep trying to speak into the nuance of all of this, where when I'm talking about getting tougher, I'm not talking about losing the softness. It's something that I try to teach um, and it takes some time for, for this to really land and integrate for our trainees after decades of doing it differently. But it's something I try to teach in the coach training program that I run, the Courageous Living Coach Certification. We have this whole module that's all about why we choose the idea of confronting with kindness with clients over tough love. Tough love, as I teach it, is really a re-triggering of that internalized critic. It's beating up on yourself to try to get yourself to take a different action. And that doesn't work, not in the long term, not really, not in a way that's healthy. Confronting with kindness, however, is bringing that kindness and really being willing to look at a hard truth while also being very clear about what you see. And this is an invaluable tool for any coach. Because you are going to have clients who are going to make excuses, who are going to use justifications, who are going to subvert their own integrity and in that process, subvert their own dreams. So to bring it to the personal context, the you that's listening to this podcast, it's the difference between when you make a mistake saying, God, how could you do that? That was just dumb. You better work harder next time. You know, that's like tough love. And that is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about getting tougher. 
Confronting with kindness for yourself next time you make a mistake would be like this internalized voice that goes, man, I really do not feel good about myself knowing that I gossiped about her like that. I just, oh, I hate how I feel right now. This doesn't feel good. And you know what? This just, this has to stop. I, I, I don't want to get sucked into gossip again. I'm going to work on that. The difference is about name calling and about the energy you carry and about the positive regard that you have for yourself. Because unconditional positive regard is not about a carte blanche to make any mistake in the world and be unaccountable. It's about saying, no matter what mistake you make, I will love you. I will regard you as a human being doing the best you can all along the way. And I'll also be really real about the fact that X, Y, and Z might need to change. That's what I'm really getting at here. So how does getting tougher, being tougher look in someone's life? Well, first, I think the conversation has to start with integrity and accountability. Not always people's very favorite words. If you want a different word for integrity, try the word alignment, because that's really what we're talking about with integrity. So my coach from years ago, Matthew Marzell, gave me this definition of integrity. Integrity is when your words and actions match, and they match up, and they are in alignment with your values, beliefs, commitments, and life vision. Integrity is when your words and actions match, and they are in alignment with your values, commitments, beliefs, and life vision. And I thought that was such a beautiful definition of integrity, because if someone's words and actions match, like if they tell themselves, you know what, I'm going to lift weights every day. I'm going to be in integrity. I'm going to go do that. But it's a total drag. And it's like, Ugh, I have to go with lift weights. The words and actions might be matching, but might not be in integrity or in alignment with the beliefs or the values, the commitments, the life vision. If you have a life vision that's about being happy and you're doing something over and over every single day, and technically your words and actions match, but you're not happy, that still is kind of missing the mark. So what I'm talking about when I'm saying that there are benefits for you in, in, for all of us in deciding to be tougher, what I'm saying is how do we practice greater expanded integrity in our lives? All right, so let me tell you something. If you really knew me, You'd know that one of the feelings that I hate more than almost any other feeling is the feeling of being out of integrity with myself. I, oh, it drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. Like if I know that I made a mistake and that I need to apologize for it, I hate the feeling of not having apologized for that thing, not having gone to this human being and said, hey, I'm really sorry about that. I, I dislike that feeling more than I do the feeling of having done the thing, if that makes any sense. So it, it just, it, it's like, even if I know that the person that I need to make that amends to is just going to look at me and tell me to suck it <laughs> and not at all be gracious and not at all be forgiving or compassionate, it's just like, 
look, it is not about how they respond. It is about, I do not like how I feel knowing that I was not in integrity and yet not owning that. And I think that this is a really valuable place to be. Really look at yourself. I mean, I mean, if you really search yourself, are you okay with cutting corners in your life? Are you, does that feel good to you? I mean, this is a good question to, a good inquiry really to undertake. Does it feel good to you to cut corners in your life? Does it feel good to you to give up on something that you said you were going to do? Does it feel good to you to have your schedule and your life in such disarray that you're constantly making and breaking plans with friends or always arriving 30 minutes late? Does it feel good to you to know that yet another year is passing and maybe you had some big dream for yourself, but you haven't taken, taken any action on it? Does it feel good to you to always make sure everybody else is happy and not really prioritize yourself? Does it feel good to you to be so stressed out that you're snapping at the people you love? Does it feel good to you to do things to your body that are not in its best interest? And I know, I mean, there's like a whole, you know, food tribes thing happening and like everybody's got their culture around food and the research debates with, with one another. But like the stats indicate that most people don't get the recommended daily servings of vegetables. And as far as I'm aware, nobody's arguing about whether or not vegetables are good for you. So does it feel good to look at what you eat and go, oh, that actually isn't nutritious? These might seem like really weird questions, but they are at the heart of why we do or don't move forward in our lives. Because whatever reason we have on the micro level for all those little decisions about how we talk to other people or the goals we set or the goals we don't set or the, the food we eat, the way we treat ourselves. I mean, we can go anywhere with this. We can go to sleep. Does it feel good to know that you need to have a certain amount of sleep and then stay up late surfing the internet and not get the sleep you need or on your phone? I mean, there are all kinds of places, all kinds of categories of life we can go to. But really, it's about dialing down. Does it feel good to you to know that you want to do life in a certain way and then not be doing it in that way? If it doesn't feel good to you, keep listening. Let's talk about how to change that. All right. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because when we are not in integrity with ourselves, I think it makes us weaker. It makes our resolve weaker. It makes our trust and our confidence and our faith in ourselves weaker. I think that when we don't do what we say we're going to do over and over and over in lots of teensy tiny little ways, it's like a thousand little pinpricks. It drains us. It makes us wonder whether or not we are up to the task when it really matters when life really hands us a challenge, I think it makes us weaker on the whole to tell ourselves, well, I'll do it later. Well, I know I said I was going to do that, but, well, if she's not going to first, then I don't see why I should have to. Oh my God, I just don't feel like doing that right now. 
well, you know, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Yeah, I'll put it on the list. Like whatever the things are, and I hope you're, by the way, laughing and having a little compassion with yourself. I've done all these things too. Just because I'm saying, (laughs) just because I'm rallying the cry for us to be tougher doesn't mean that I am somehow less fallible. I do these things too. It doesn't feel good to constantly subvert our own integrity by not following through, by making the tiny excuses and the tiny justifications. And again, everything's nuance. There are seasons in our lives where we are not going to follow through on everything that we do. But I'm talking about something more than a season. And you know, I think you know, I think we all tend to know the truth, truth, truth about ourselves. You know, the deep, deep down core truth. It can just be really simple right now to go deep, deep, deep down truth. Am I in integrity generally in my life? Everybody's out of integrity somewhere. No one's perfect. My, my coach, Matthew Marzell, when he gave me the definition of integrity about the, you know, the words and the actions and the alignment and all that, he was also very open. He said, I'm not perfectly in integrity. Nobody's perfectly in integrity everywhere in their lives. I'm talking about taking a moment now to ask yourself if generally, most of the time, you have a consciousness about your own words and actions matching a consciousness about what your values, beliefs, commitments, and life vision are, and if you are generally moving in that direction. Now, however you'd answer that, here's the thing. I get why we aren't in integrity when we aren't in integrity. We're afraid. Imagine that, right? Like that's what causes us to say we're going to do something and then we don't do it. It's because some part of us is afraid that we can't actually do it. So we come up with a convenient excuse, And I have all the same fears that you do, okay? I have fears about being criticized. I have fears about things being taken the wrong way. I just copped to a bunch of them at the beginning of this episode. I have a bunch of fears myself. And my own fears have come from all kinds of places. They've come from my parents. They've come from the media. They've come from teachers. Teachers who actually were unkind to me, yelled at me, told me, who do you think you are? I've had fears about not not succeeding and what if that fell uh, caused me to fall into some kind of horrible financial debt. And I grew up very poor as a kid by United States standards. We were at times food insecure, utilities being turned off, cars stranded by the side of the road without gas, no way to get home. I, I don't even remember all the ways at this point. So there have been some very real things that I've faced in my life that I've been afraid of, and those fears get triggered all over again, just like they do for every other normal human being on the planet. So where do the fears come from? On some level all over the place, and on some level, I don't know, right? Nonetheless, every single one of us has this moment right here, right now, where you can decide that you want to be someone who practices integrity or you can be someone who chooses to look the other way when the moment to practice integrity arises. In other words, you can be someone who decides to be a little tougher. Being tougher is harder at first. At first, 
Most people describe it as it feels like burden, obligation, restraint, a have to, I gotta do this, killjoy, don't like it, why do I have to do that, rebellion, resistance. And yet, if you surrender to it and you decide, even though I'm feeling all that rebellion, resistance, it's more important to me to feel in integrity, oh, the pride The joy that comes from knowing that your choices in life are as aligned as you know how to make them, that feels so much better than the momentary satisfaction of going, I don't feel like doing that right now. I'm just going to put it off till tomorrow. So you get tougher with time. And if you keep giving up every moment that arises for you to practice that integrity and to be aligned in your life, If you keep making excuses and if you don't have people in your life who are willing to tell you the hard truth with a lot of love, then the cost is not just that life stays as a a basic status quo. It's not like, oh, life could get better if I was a little more in integrity and it'll basically stay the same if I'm not. No, actually, life just gets a little bit more hard, a little bit more difficult, a little bit more challenging every single time you sell out on yourself. So how do you deal with the fear? Well, I will tell you, in my book, The Courage Habit, which is all research-based, a big idea that I had with that book was this idea that if you start practicing the habits that all the research indicates will make you more resilient, then courage becomes your new habit. So instead of a fear-based behavior, a fear-based response controlling you because it's become habitual, you can adopt a new habit of practicing more courage. And I think all the tools that are in that book definitely help in the long term. But I wanted to speak to two things that I think I use, two tools that I use that are effective when we know we need to take action. We're tired of being out of integrity with ourselves. And it's like, look, we're going to cut the shit. It's time. I am no longer willing to sit here being out of integrity with myself. Here's the deal. So these are the two tools that I use most often when my fear is really just going telling me all the things that are going to be wrong. And I'm having trouble with my own desire to make excuses. And it's just like, okay, I got to just cut through the noise and I got to do something. And the two tools are, one, a pep talk, and two, butts in seats. All right, here they are. (laughs) They're pretty funny. Okay, so the pep talk is really just saying to whatever the excuse is within you, nope, sorry, not happening. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Nope, sorry, not happening. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. So I've done this before with myself with triathlon training. I'll get really like resistant around going for a run. I'll have a lot on my to-do list and it's a training day to get my run in and I just won't feel like I have time. And inevitably, whenever I do that, because I hate the feeling of being out of integrity with myself more than just about any other feeling, round about the time it's getting dark, that's when I start to get irritated with myself because it's like, damn it, like now I'm missing my window. Maybe I told myself I'd do it later, I couldn't do it today, but actually I really don't like the feeling of not following through when I said I was going to follow through. And the reason, again, that I don't like that feeling is because I know the truth 
about all the, it's not just, oh, it's just one day. No, one day becomes two and two becomes three and three becomes seven. That's my observation about life. So I don't like going, oh, it's just one day. I'll skip it today. No, 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 no. That's about when I, I start getting irritated. It's like, you know what? I need to go do this run. And that's when it's like, all right, here's the thing. Here's what's happening here. We're going to do what we said we were going to do. Now, I don't know who this voice is, this we that I'm talking to in my head, <laughs> my critic, something else. But this is what I mean by getting tougher. It's not that I beat up the critic in my head. It's not that I turn on myself and go, well, why didn't you do it earlier? Right? It's just like, ah, okay. All right, here's what's happened. I didn't follow through on this thing I said I was going to follow through on, and now I'm going to. This is what's happening right now. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. So whatever your pep talk is, think about something. You're welcome to, by the way, borrow my words. Um, but think about something that is really just going to be getting straight to the point of following through and not something that's going to be about putting yourself down. You don't need to put yourself down for this to be an effective strategy. Putting yourself down, in fact, is an ineffective strategy. That's not toughness, that's meanness. Now, the second tool that I really like to use is the one that I call butts in seats. And by butt, I'm talking about your tush. So there will be times in my business where I am really resistant about getting something done. Who knows what it could be? Maybe it would be invoicing. Maybe it would be sitting down to map out something curriculum related. Maybe it's sitting down to type up an email that um, I've been meaning to send and it has a lot of things that I want to make sure I get into the email. I don't know. I generally love my work. Really, really like love it. Pinch myself. Can't believe how awesome it is to live this life doing this work. Sitting here now recording this podcast. How does it get any better than this? It's pretty great. But there are times when just I'm burnt out or I'm tired or, you know, maybe I just didn't get enough sleep or whatever's going on. And I'm just like, oh, I cannot be on my computer. Okay. I will give myself some space to have a little rejuvenation time. That's normal. That's healthy. But there's a container around that, that space in the sense that once that timer or whatever my, my mental, you know, the clock hits 3.30 or whatever my limit is, it's butts in seats time. Butts in seats. Butts in seats. Basically, it's get your ass in that seat and get her done. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, because it's it really what's sucking all your energy away is the lack of integrity in those moments. That's what I find. So what's really sucking my energy the most is all the back and forth. Maybe I should do this. Oh, but I don't want to. Well, I could do a little bit here, but maybe not yet. It's just like, ah, stop the madness. Stop the insanity. Get a little bit tougher. Get your ass in that seat. And like, let's just get this done. It doesn't have to be mean. It can just be, let's get her done. Now, where did I get to this point? How did it get to this point where I was this passionate about this topic? Well, I'll tell you how it got to this point. I was in coaching with my aforementioned coach, Matthew Marzell, who, by the way, always has expressed unconditional positive regard. And I would schlep my butt to coaching sessions 
and I would complain and I would talk about why my life wasn't working and I would say this, this, and this doesn't feel good. And Matthew would offer excellent coaching and he would give me practices to undertake between sessions and I wouldn't do the practices. And one day I realized that I had been in coaching with him for two years and I had really only been haphazard about following through on these practices he was giving me. I was going into coaching. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing about it right now because because we're human. This is what we do. This is what we do a lot of the time in our lives. And just, we got to laugh at ourselves a little bit. And we got to be gentle with ourselves. And we got to be compassionate with ourselves. But I was going into coaching for years and I was receiving excellent coaching and I would feel great when I left my sessions. I'd be like, awesome. Okay, got it. My head's on straight. This is what I'm going to do. And then I wouldn't follow through. I wouldn't apply the great coaching to my actual life. So I got out a moleskin notebook and in, I, I journal in moleskin notebooks. I love them. And in the back of this moleskin notebook, I created a grid and it was like a grid of a bunch of different columns. The first column was about an inch thick vertical column. And then there were a bunch of vertical columns following that. And then um, going down that first column, I, I made a list of the tools, like taking time for gratitude or taking time for meditation. And I went down the list. And then the remaining columns were all checkboxes. I would put the date and I would go down the list like, did I do this one? Yes, I did. Did I do this one? Yes, I did. Did I do this one? Yes, I did. Because my resistance, frankly, I think to stepping into my power and really using these tools and really getting for fucking real about my life and being in integrity and living in the way I was always saying I wanted to live and dropping the complaining, like it just had to go to, to the most simplistic route possible, which was a check mark, a check mark. Did I do the thing that I said I was going to do? No, no check mark because I needed the evidence right there before me. Did I do the things that I said I wanted to do? Was I actively working to change my life in the way that I said I wanted to change my life? And if I wasn't, how was I complicit in keeping all of the same problems right there. How was I complicit in keeping all of the same problems right there? And that was a come to Jesus, we are getting really real kind of moment. And it was a good moment. Especially because I had had a teacher, a mentor, who never posited himself as if he had all of his shit perpetually together. I think that was the doorway. Because I had certainly read a number of self-help books where somebody's easy two-part system with, you know, five little subcategories was like neatly laid out for everybody to use, you know, on and on. And I would think to myself, my perfectionist voice would go, well, if I could do it like them, then I'd be able, I'd have my life together. But Matthew was never saying to me, do it like me. He was simply presenting this idea to me that living a life where I was in integrity could be enormously beneficial 
And he really got me excited about how powerful I could feel if I started doing that. I find that living with integrity to the best of my ability, because again, I'm not perfect and everybody's out of integrity somewhere, living in integrity to the best of my ability, instead of being this thing that's like, "Eh, I have to do this, it is now a thing that's like, okay, I'm doing the best I can and that's all anybody can do. And I'm really clear that when I say that, because I'm so conscious of integrity, that it's not a cop-out. That's where the nuance becomes clear. When you are regularly practicing living your life with integrity, you get a little tougher, but you do it without getting meaner towards yourself, towards anyone else. If anything, living with the kind of integrity that I'm talking about, if anything, it builds your compassion. All right, here's hoping this gave you something to think about. Integrity in your own life as a way to become tougher, yet more compassionate, all at the same time. Makes you stronger, makes you feel like a powerhouse, makes you feel like you can do just about damn near anything. It's a good feeling. All right, I'm Kate Swoboda. Learn more about me over at yourcourageouslife.com. I'm the author of The Courage Habit, which you can check out at booksellers everywhere and I'd love to interact with you if you want to join the Courage Habit group on Facebook. You can also get a bunch of free Courage Habit resources and some other courageous goodies over at the Your Courageous Life library, which is at yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin.
definitely a lot less scar tissue with my husband, probably a lot faster progress in my business at various points. I mean, oh my goodness, the, the benefits of that consciousness and asking myself, hey, hold on, before you say that, before you do that, before you hit press send, are you going to be proud of yourself? Big question to ask. So here we are. All right. Lots of stuff to think about around what does it really take to change? I would love to hear your thoughts on any of this. If you want to head over on over to the private Facebook Courage Habit group, that's mostly how I'm talking with people these days about this stuff. Um, I would so appreciate it <laughs> if you'd write a little iTunes review. Helps more people to see the podcast and I'm kind of wanting some of these ideas about uh, making a better world and better lives to get out there and the five minutes that you take to put a little podcast hello out there can help that to happen. Thanks for sticking in for this extra long episode of the Your Courageous Life podcast and can't wait to talk to you next time.